Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcKinsey.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast with your host, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Fingers. How you doing, bro? Good, good. Yourself? Good. Just bought a house today. What? Well, uh, I should I should explain. Uh, no, I didn't really buy a house. I just added my name to the mortgage. Oh. So wow. we refinanced and uh, Donda was the only person on the mortgage. Now we're both on the mortgage. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's- it's very fantastic. Sweet. Uh, this week, very, oh God, Google's trying to assist us here this whole time. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Stop. This week, we uh, impromptu last minute decided uh, to invite this guy that's at the bottom of my frame here. So introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hey, I'm Shane. Uh, Sean and I have been friends for... 15 years something like that close to ever since i in that i'm no that can't be right it's probably like five no (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to do that kind of math yeah it's got to be 10 years at the very least um it probably is 15 i just don't want to admit it to myself yeah um and became very fast friends we met through Corey, and we did videos together and we did run pirate reviews he's talked about it on the podcast before and um but i'm i'm that guy that they were talking about and now i'm here well todd shane there you go sweet this is the first time you two meet right yeah, yeah i don't they, know uh, no actually i think we had a phone call actually no i think there was a podcast where you actually did call shane wait a minute we called you from keycon you call me you call me from keycon every Keycon. year Every yeah. year, because that's how Elizabeth knows you. She's like, "Is that the guy that calls drunk from Keycon?" I go, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> what was it? Keycon time again? <laughs> it's getting close. Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. the second Keycon I've missed in a while. Yeah. What's it like now? Like Keycon? I, I only went to that one, and that one we went to was some of the best memories I have. Like it was just it was the perfect weekend. And, this, and, and and Todd like so Todd missed my, out on that time. Todd went later. So Todd, you my, want to change your in, your intro to it? Well, my yeah, my intro, and I would say the first time that I was there was probably the most memorable because I think there was more things going on at that time, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, 
Sean went into the 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 was it costume ball? The masquerade. The masquerade. Uh, and we did that's a whole a, bunch that's of, a whole story on its own. Yeah. So yeah, we did a whole bunch of stuff that year, but uh and I, I filmed everything and I, I took pictures of everything. Um just you know, because it was the first time everything was new. So it was like these rooms. I'd never been to these rooms. So I was like, okay, well, what's in this room? And what's in that room? And you know, took some pictures and talked to some people and bought bought uh bought a few mugs and filled them up and ate there and just it was it was awesome it's awesome that was yeah i think i think my first experience is identical to yours like just everything is so cool and i took a whole bunch of pictures too so i have probably an album of about 150 pictures there's some videos that are still floating around out there um yeah (laughs) like and it was the only one i went to and I don't know if it could ever be better than that. So like the next time it would kind of be like chasing the dragon. Like, will it, will it be just as good as that last time? And I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the other times were good, uh, but they were different. And because you'd been there before, you knew how the whole thing was kind of set up. Uh, so it was, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent new anymore, but. There was still a lot of uh, of new content and and people with their especially the uh, the rooms, the rooms seemed to change every year. Um, some people w- would kind of keep the same uh, the same thing going on. They had a uh, they had an escape room uh, last time we went. Oh yeah, that was actually that was Captain Awesome put that together. Yeah, and the yeah. Uh, and so, the music room was in the same place, and they were doing the same you know doing the the things where you know filking. people would show up and the filking. You mean Todd? And was that the filking? Yeah. Yeah, that was that that was good. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Played some games, some board games. It was but it's it's less wild. Yeah, that's but what I hear. We've also started putting more rules in place to prevent some of that wildness from happening with <laughs> for good reason. And that's what I missed. <laughs> I was I was at the tail end of the wild. <laughs> it just kind of got tamer as as uh as it went on. Yeah, we got a noise complaint one night. Yeah, we recorded that noise complaint. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> like we had the evidence, everything. Was I was like... watching the video. Do you remember we recorded? I had an old iPod because iPods were a thing back then, and we recorded a lot of that video on my iPod. Do you remember? Yeah. And then I had I had my little camera that was it was fine. Yeah. And I think a lot of that other stuff was from that from that camera and from that that weekend. It's just that crappy little i think it was an open box thing we'd gotten at walmart for like 150 bucks just so that i could do my reviews on it and i just carried it everywhere after that because it was way better than just taking a picture it's like you can capture the entire moment as it goes on and for good or for bad if you ever watch that keycon footage but it was it's a lot of fun and it's a really really positive memory that i have that i enjoy and I'm glad I got to experience. Well, hopefully, um, they did the virtual. Did they do a virtual one? They no. did a virtual one last year. I you know jumped in two or three times. You know what? I didn't even know. Did they do? Did they do one this year? Yeah, they did one last year. They're doing one this year. May long. Oh, May long. Okay, May long. We um, right before Todd started going is when uh, we did a boycott of KeyCon too. That was I remember I remember the boycott. I had left by then. You had left by then, yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think basically 
I went to that KeyCon, and then that KeyCon was like in the fall, and then by spring, we had we were moving to Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, because you moved. Be- actually, it was in May. It's always in May. Yeah, you left before. So I would have left that March, and then missed yeah. that that may one that i think was i think that one was the boycott i think i tried to bribe you with like free sex or something to come (laughs) i I was i was always so broke in that time oh time of year was bad (sighs) but you know what i liked about keycon though like the the, here's the one thing i really liked about keycon is if you were able to budget to go somehow go that you didn't have to worry about anything when you got there. Like I, there was one year I was so broke. I, I don't know if you wait, no, I'm trying to think now. The, the, the one year I went was the year that I was, I was homeless for two weeks and I still went to KeyCon. It was, it was crazy. Shavers. Yeah. That's... I bought my ticket in advance. So I stayed in, so that was how I got through that one weekend. Cause it was two weekends. I was, I didn't have a place to stay. And I'd stayed at KeyCon that weekend. I can't remember who I roomed with, but somebody said, oh, you can just stay in my room. Might have been Barry. Do you remember Barry? The beard. He's the gadget guy. Or something. But the, the thing about it was, like, you could go with no money and still, like, people, someone would look after you. Like, that's what yeah. I Yeah. Like, it was a community that looked after itself, so. I, I know we all went pretty hard on the booze, but. I think we went pretty hard that first night and I was like, I have like this much booze left. And then somebody said, don't literally said, don't worry about it. And my cup runneth over that weekend, no matter which room I went into, somebody was like here. And I was, so that was one of those, that year you were there was chain. Was there, there was a booze room right on the 15th floor. I think so. But I think it was always like full, and we never went in that year. We we spent a lot of time in our hotel room. <laughs> we did. I think we were getting to that age where it was like, wow, we got a hotel room. We're gonna soak this up <laughs> yep. so much because like it's different and it's got you know maybe we didn't have cable and you get cable for the weekend. You're yeah, like, let's let's you- watch M- Maury Povich for four hours, like. <laughs> I don't That's, have cable now. I got excited when I went last time. Like, uh, the fuck. We went. Awesome. We went to the casino for a staycation for a night, and it's literally like a five minute ride drive up the yeah. road. But we went because they had a pool, and we had like forty bucks each to blow in the casino, which we actually like doubled and spent it on room service, anyways. So, um, but like, man, did we ever watch a lot of? jerry maury and there was a whole bunch of impractical jokers on that whole weekend oh man that's awesome and we're just like cool yeah we um (laughs) my wife and i are married and have kids so like the excitement level in our lives has gone down a little bit but we went and we went and got a hotel room in winkler (laughs) stayed there for two days (laughs) just cuz just just to get out of town yeah, Sylvie found a deal. I think on uh, I don't know, it's it's Groupon, yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, we got a good deal because I mean, honestly, Winkler, like, oh, they're not going to charge two hundred fifty dollars a night in Winkler. 
you know, they're going to charge whatever they can to get people to come in. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So do you have video of you and I duetting? Cause I've uh, never come up. I have, I, I have like, pictures, <laughs> but I, do, I have pictures of us singing. I don't have any video and I tell people that story all the time. Yeah, what were we singing? It was Stand By Your Man. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Blues Brothers. Like we just. And and the lightsabers. People were the, the white yeah, lightsabers. Like everybody was into it. Like probably more than we were. And we were arm in arm up there swinging and singing. And we won Predator on DVD for our troubles. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. It's so funny. Are you sure it wasn't on VHS? I don't know. <laughs> the budget's a little uh, little tight this year. We're giving away VHS yeah. copies. And some pogs. Oh, yeah. Pogs. Wow, that's a <laughs> long time ago. That's like my old house. Old, old house. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that Super Grover on your microphone uh, thing it's, there? Or is that... This is a, a 1970s uh, Super Grover. That's 1970s. Awesome. Yeah, um, Paula or Olivia gave it to me. My brother or sister-in-law, can't remember. One of them gave it to me. They found it in their toy box, like from yeah. the kids. What oh. are you drinking? What are you drinking? Well, what are you drinking there? Tito's. So this is I. I, I met this guy Matt at the liquor store, and I said, "Dude, I want to talk about something on our show." Your show? Yeah, my show with my brother. So I picked it up under his recommendation and uh, I'm on a bit of a health kick at the moment and health kick as in I'm trying to reduce calories. And uh, I, I, Sylvie made me promise her that by the time I hit 50, I would look as good as Josh Brolin did in Deadpool (laughs) two. It was a joke. It was, you know, whatever, but I'm like, fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to take this seriously. So I've I, I started uh, doing a couple things to change things around, and uh, I decided that if I want to keep having a drink from time to time, I want to have the drink with the least amount of calories. And uh, following the champion's advice, I uh, switched to a clear liquor, which this is vodka. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized why I never really drank vodka was that it tastes like paint thinner. But there's no calories. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm mm. actually just kind of wanting to get through this bottle. We actually cooked, we made some uh, onion soup, French onion soup with it. I bet that'd be really good. Actually, in the French onion soup, it was awesome. And it was, Toddle, yeah. um, Toddle know this. So French onion soup in my household is important because that was my dad's favorite thing. He would, one of the first things when my dad met Sylvie, is he took Sylvie to the keg. Like, he's like, I like this girl. My, my son's happy. So he took Sylvie to the keg. I don't even think I was there. And dad, every time I went to the keg, they start out with French onion soup. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yep. And she remembers that to this day. So she went high and low searching for their recipe, the recipe they use over there at the keg. Um, cause that was a big deal for Sylvia. Like she never went to like a fan, you know, that was like a fancy restaurant to her back then. So she never, and dad took her and she was like, oh my God, he's taking me here. Like, you know, he was, she was kind of impressed. 
So anyway, so now she learned how to make it that way. So we have it every once in a while and it's like a special thing. Whenever like, hmm. I'm th- thinking about your dad. Let's have some French onion soup. <laughs> it's a fucking great memory. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was good with this. We usually do white wine, but I'm going to see if I can handle this. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's what sold me. I don't know if you can see this, but it says the vodka. Oops. For dog people. I don't know why, but this guy does like, this is an indie guy. So I'm like, okay, it's an DIY, 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 yeah, DIY. What did I say? DIY. How much of that have you had so far? DIY. I haven't had any yet. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. I'm going to try it out, but I'm allowed calories tonight. So actually going to put some ginger ale in there. There's your calories. And ginger ale, now ginger ale is what I always mix in my drinks since I met my father-in-law. I'll always have a whiskey with a little ginger ale. It's usually half whiskey, half ginger ale. I've never tried it with ginger ale. It's good. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so the whole fitness routine there, Shane. I'm going to bug you about this because I can, because I want The... I injured myself last year pretty pretty good a couple of times, uh, mostly from inactivity and doing fuck all because, you know, I got two kids. Like, when do you squeeze in a workout and all that sort of stuff? So I got hurt the one time d- doing nothing, and then I got hurt the second time, and uh, I uh, my knee bent backwards. I was moving uh, patio stones. And I had it uh, on in oh. wheelbarrow and I was moving the wheelbarrow and I was trying to get it in the garage, but the garage has a bit of a lip. So I hit the wheelbarrow and I kept going forward and the wheelbarrow did not fucking move. And then I heard pop. It like ah, it echoed. It echoed in the, in the garage. Oh. And I'm like, that's probably not good. And I'm there by myself and I'm still holding the fucking wheelbarrow up. And I'm like, it's starting to tip. So I get it down and then I took a step and I just, I literally dropped. Like I couldn't like my, it was gone. Like, but all Jeez. I did, it, it was a severe, severe sprain. And it took me 10 minutes before I could actually like hop around. And I was by myself. Oh, because I'm independent that way. Like, Oh no, I'll move these these hundred pound slabs by myself, you know, and I'll put four of them in my wheelbarrow stupid but anyway i've been rehabbing uh since that happened last summer uh using ddp yoga oh yeah yeah and um uh i couldn't i couldn't put any weight on it for like the first month and then about a month later like within about a month i was up to 60 percent then you know just doing the ddp regularly you know going through the program and then eventually um, I could put my weight on it, but it would like click or lock or not lock, but it just, just didn't feel, it felt off. It felt like stuffy or fluffy or stuffy or whatever. Anyway, eventually I just DDP, lots of heat therapy, lots of, you know, stretching, being careful to stretch all the muscles around it. And eventually I got it going again. So actually, I actually went for a jog on Saturday, which is the first time I've been able to run since the injury. So I was chasing, well, I was chasing my, uh, 
my kid was on the bike and going hundred miles an hour down the, down my street. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like I was chasing after her. And I'm like, Oh shit, I'm running. Oh, I can run. So yeah. So this week I started doing, uh, I started doing intermittent fasting. So I stop eating in the evening and then I don't eat again until like 16 hours later. And then I have two, I have two big meals and then I have every four days a week, I'm doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger workout routine. The, the full, the full kahuna. Jeez. And, uh, I feel good. Ambitious. <laughs> well, I wanted to get up. I want to, I want, I want to be fit because I'm about to hit a big uh, monumental birthday this year, but I want to be fit for my kids. Like, I don't want to be like, I don't know. I don't want to be winded chasing after them. Like if they run, I want to be able to outrun them. I want to be able to catch them, you know, at least till they're like eight, you know, <laughs> when they start to get real fast. So yeah. And I actually feel good for the healthy, oh. but DDP, man, I'm just saying <laughs> we had a big, had a big thing with James Beaver the, on the, a few weeks ago. DDP works great. I think it's fantastic. Like Elizabeth and I both used it off and on. Oh, you have? And, oh, yeah. We have. We still have the subscription. Yeah. Um, especially like I haven't worked since the end of January, and I found out that I needed bifocals because I was using a screen so much more over that time. So yep. it was one of those things where I was like, I am 40 now, and I've already had a triple hernia operation before I hit that. Like, yeah. So there's, I gotta, I gotta do more. So I've been getting out of the house and even just walking down the road to the mall, doing like a lap and a half of the, the mall and then coming back. It's 45 minutes of constant walking. That's, that's great. Gotta I'm keep good. moving. Yep. Yeah. And I'll hit the dollar store and get, you know, a pop or a, chocolate bar which isn't any better but i'm still moving and are you because i know you your knees are shot from oh, there yeah like that's and that's why i have to like keep going because depending on the weather and depending on how it feels sometimes it's like ratchet locking in there like it was like bone on bone it's so bad yeah like we have stairs now in the townhouse and they're my nemesis. Like, man, I'm so glad there's two bathrooms in this house. Cause I would hate to have to go up and down the stairs to some bathroom. Forget it. Like, that's the age that I'm at now. And the level of activity that I do. Well, you got a good workout space in that new basement. The, the dungeon, the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably do it. We still got a whole bunch of our moving boxes down there because they're the fancy schmancy expensive U-Haul boxes so we can flip them on Facebook Marketplace and get some of our money back for it because people buy them. People will buy U-Haul boxes secondhand because they're that good. Hmm. Why we kept them all. She's like, I'll sell them, I'll sell them. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to touch your stuff. (laughs) Get these out of the box so I can sell them. Yeah. (laughs) I understand when I worked for skip the dishes for, uh, for a brief minute and the condition of the employment is you have to buy their, their bags to keep the food in. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I'm paying you $150 to work for you. 
what what <laughs> yeah i still have it I'm like i'm refusing because i i refuse to sell you're like well if we ever have people over and we make food like in the portuguese way of doing things like we fucking keep it in there to keep it warm yeah like you why know. not kind of you know who am i going to sell it to a skip the dishes driver like i don't know it's kind of stuck with it now i mean it's it's useful like yeah transporting hot food you're you're covered for whatever reason yeah so uh we so todd and i keep a what we call a to-do list it used to be called wonder list and then they fucking sold themselves to microsoft <laughs> and then wonder list became not so wonderful list yeah so we've been using that so uh, it's not a good program unless Microsoft decides to throw some dollars for advertising, then we will brag the shit out of your product. But um, we, uh, Todd and I, did you ever go through the topic list, Todd? Like how many actually, did you ever count? Oh, no, no. We just, we've been just adding them. There are 70 topics on our topic list to cover. That we haven't. That we that, haven't covered yet. Wow. Papers. Yeah, like whenever we have a good idea, it's shared between me, Todd, and Corey, and uh, we just share it. And every time there's a new topic, we throw it on. And then what we started doing is putting a date on it and kind of shuffling them around. Like, oh, we'll talk about that next week, or we're going to have so and so on the show. Um, Todd didn't provide any commentary on what I put for the topic for today, so I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. So there was there was two topics on the list. The one I shared with Shane already, and mm -hmm. the other topic was. Um, Todd doesn't realize our second most popular episode of all time was our episode on Adam Levine. But most of the comments, I, I, you know, I hate him, right, Shane? Oh, yeah. Like, hate is probably too kind a word. Yeah. Um, but we also talked about bacon that episode. <laughs> so we got a lot of mail about the bacon talk. <laughs> and when are we doing a follow up on the bacon talk? So the topic was. Todd uh, was talking about how to make the perfect bacon. So Todd, you can ask Shane the question. You and I covered this earlier today, but you wanted to ask Shane his uh, feelings on how you make the bacon and how uh, you make the bacon. Yeah. Well, I make bacon on parchment paper and put it in the oven. And then we cook it for a bit, flip it over. Uh, if you have the temperature right, depending on your, your oven, uh, it cooks very evenly because when you put it in a pan, as soon as you stick it in the pan, the bottom part's hot, the top part is cold. I don't know what happens, but it kind of shrivels up. And then the fatty part just kind of ripples up. And then when you flip it over, it just burns, right? It just burns the tip. The topic here. The, what's that? This is a very serious topic. It is. Yeah. I'm invested. <laughs> well, yeah, like how many times have you made bacon like that? And then when you go to eat it, you're, you've got like a, a, a mouthful of gristle or rubber that, that hasn't cooked. And the rest of it's, you know, is crunchy or depending on how you like it. But I find when you put it in the oven, of course, the temperature is even throughout the whole bacon, right? So it makes a way big difference. The only other way of doing it, I think, is they show you they've got these special weights that you can put on your bacon when it's in the pan to make sure that your bacon touches the pan like, all of the bacon, right? And then when you flip it over, I guess, like I've never done that part. So I don't, I'm not too sure anybody who's ever done it that way. Perhaps you have, um, but uh, just wanted to kind of, uh, what's your best way of cooking bacon? So I'm 
my last employer was a high-end cookware company. So we have some pretty premium cookware in the house and I've got the like $300 cast iron frying pan, which is the best thing that I've ever cooked on. And one of the best things I've invested in as an adult, I have questions on the pan afterwards, but go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so those pits bits that don't get cooked or those gristles or those burn parts. I don't have to worry about that because the heat distribution in this pan is phenomenal. And I just, you got to keep flipping it. Like give it a few seconds, flip it, give it a few seconds. It's a lot more work, but that helps, helps it fry evenly and it stops it from getting those black ends. Um, it's, it's a lot more work instead of leaving it and then flipping it, but you got to let it almost totally cook on the one side before you flip it. Cause then you get that, like sometimes that first batch is going to stick cause you don't have the, the base all greased up. So you got to let that side almost cook through and then just keep flipping it and flipping it and flipping it. And you know, you're going to get burnt a lot more often, but you have to, you got to bleed a little bit for an art form. So, so why is it bacon? Like if you put bacon, when you first put it in, in the pan, okay. And you let it cook, everything is fine until you want to flip it. As soon as you flip it, it's almost like it's gone from the furnace to, I don't know, some alien form of some sort. And then when you flip it, it changes shape. It's not flat anymore. Now, all of a sudden, now it's it's got its own little thing that it's doing. It's kind of flipped up on the end. And then you got to put both the ends down. Then you have to press them down. But they, but they don't quite uh, cook cook very well. And And I can't remember if I've cooked bacon in the cast iron pan or not. But have you cooked it in a cast iron pan and a regular, say, a nonstick pan? Oh, to yeah. see what the differences were? The, what, the what, biggest what thing, I think, with the cast iron kind of being already non like it's nonstick. So I, when it flips over, I think that helps keep it flatter, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. Um, well, the, the, the cast iron pan must cook it a little differently then. Yeah, and I, I think because I've, I've had that problem with better, like, right? isn't it? The heat distribution is better in the cast iron, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you're using like, say, just like a stainless steel frying pan or something like that, you have sweet spots in your pan where you know it's going to work the best. Mm. Oh, and spots. every everyone... Even like, 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 but even on the stove and then the pan itself, everyone has a frying pan at home that they know this is going to be. If I'm only having one burger, this is the corner that I put the burger. Oh on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So, I think that's another thing too. Is if and then try and cook bacon evenly in that same pan. Yeah, it, yeah. The hot and cold spots. I think that's what makes it curl. It, it doesn't. It doesn't do it uh, justice. Now, I bought a Legostina pan from Canadian Tire. Um, cast iron pan. Now, do you know the proper way of seasoning your cast iron pan? Ooh. Uh, grape grapeseed oil. I wanted to get into grapeseed oil is the best way. Um, it has the better smoking point, and so you want to put it in the oven, and you want to do it like 350, 400, and you want to let it go for like twenty to thirty minutes. Um, so that you put the whole pan in inside the oven. Yeah. Because it's so a cast you, iron pan, it can just it can go. Yeah, yeah, it can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you don't put it on a burner. No. On your stove. No. Put some oil. Wipe it down to get the excess off. 
and then turn the burner off and let it go. That that that's why I kind of seasoned it because I, I'm not. I don't know how to. I mean, they, when they talk about seasoning there. When you first buy it, it sticks like crazy. There's, everything sticks to it, and it, it's hard. I mean, you're not supposed to be cleaning it the way that you know that you would normally clean a pan. You're yeah. supposed to kind of let it go. But it's like then you start thinking about well, how about salmonella and all this? Like, how does that work? Like, do you, do you, you probably you've cooked it off enough too. So it's like when your meal is done, there should be no salmonella left over anyways, because you've cooked it enough. Well, but, true. But I mean, chicken is cooked too, but it, once you cook it and if you leave it out on the counter long enough, yeah, <laughs> I, we probably clean ours a lot more than you're supposed to. And it's because of that reason. And we never use soap, just hot water and then wipe it down. Um, but the, the brand that, I was selling is like one of the higher end ones. It's called Staub. If you go on their website, they have tutorials on how to season your cast iron. And it works on all cast iron, not just theirs, but nice. it's, it's, it's the same thing. S T A U B. Um, it was probably one of those few things that worked that I would get really excited about. Cause I actually really like the product. So when people are like, what can you tell me about your Dutch ovens? I was like, well, let me tell you, and it was a sincere enough, legitimate, sincere sales pitch because I was like, I use this stuff all the time. And it was one of those things I was like, I'm a grown up and I bought a thing and it's awesome. <laughs> That's totally. We actually bought our first barbecue. Uh, like, I know. When we we, we was, just ordered ours yesterday. Oh, nice. And it was like cast iron or stainless steel. I'm like, cast iron? Or like i didn't know right this is all alien to me and then my brother was there with me and um and then you know while we're talking about it and he's like well you need to season it and i'm like what and i'm like that's too much work and then i'm like oh but it's better so i ended up seasoning it i used um what oil did i use pan i think it was almond <laughs> oil my it's all good like oil is oil some of them just have different smoking points so if you're going to season it in the oven like the way they tell you you should um because it'll then, burn at a certain point so you want it to have the high be able to handle the higher temperature yeah, correct? that's it yeah okay. it's the it's the smoking point and then how often do you oil it up afterwards or, or is it just you put oil in when you're cooking you you can use oil um we do and then just kind of as it's needed, like some people use their pan a lot more than others. So me telling you every six months and you only use it twice in that six months, it, it doesn't work the same for someone who's using it three times a day, maybe. Well, the, yeah. The book that I had said you should do it every other cook. I'm like, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense then. You're just like, yeah. even if that, even if you only use it three times a year, you're going to probably end up doing it once or twice. So yeah. True. Was yours dimply when you first got it? Nope, mine is smooth. No, but when you first got it, was it kind of dimply until it was seasoned and then? Cause, cause uh, it, yeah, because it's still pretty raw, right? So, right. Because um, yeah. right now mine is like almost smooth as glass now that yeah. it's been it's been Ours, used and seasoned. And then depending on like how much steel is in it, that'll be. It'll look different. So if you have like just like a thinner one, you're probably going to see more because of the way that they get finished. Right. Well, it's pretty thick. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. They're I'm awesome. Sure there, were, 
Yours is probably a little heavier. If, if you were to guess, how much do you think it weighs? It's probably like a one to, to just fit, fit the biggest burner on your on Yeah, your so it's 12 inches. Um, I want to say it's probably seven pounds, eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's about, yeah, it's about, about the same. And then it's enameled too. So it has an enamel coating on the outside. Uh, no, mine doesn't. Just Mine's a straight cast inside and out. <laughs> this is the, the company from France. And we call them heirloom pieces because we have customers coming in who are like, my mom still hasn't died and left me her. So I have to buy my own now. <laughs> like that was a conversation I literally had with a customer. She's like, she lived in London, bust over to France and bought one in the sixties. And she still uses it like every other day. Wow. And she's like, I, sh I just can't wait any longer. She's like, I need to buy my own. She's like, I've wanted that thing forever. And I was like, okay. That's, That's the big. same brand. Yeah. But Sean's barbecue is a little different. Cause I looked at mine. I've got cast uh, grates on mine, but mine's one of those cheap, you know, hundred, two hundred dollar ones. Uh, Sean's the way his is, is the one side has the, um, the rectangle or the, the triangle, like the, the pointed top. But when you flip it over, it has grooves. Yeah. So when you're cooking the, the groove, grease, the groove is like in the grease, it, the it, grease goes in the groove. V. Yeah. And if yeah. the other way, it's the V the other way. So if you're cooking, like, is it like chicken or something? It'll, it'll keep the, the moisture. Like it's not going to drip all the moisture out or, or yeah. something like a hot dog or a hamburger that you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike mine, mine just straight. I went to flip it over. I went, Ugh. <laughs> it's not the same at all. <laughs> but totally you, different. Grill. You can buy the replacement grills, I guess. Like, yeah, oh, I'm sure I could, but it'd be worth more than my barbecue. I'm sure. So you didn't think we were, you're were going to come on and talk about uh, bacon and frying pan. <laughs> I was open for anything tonight, my friend with absolutely nothing planned. I was going to sit here and just watch YouTube and play fallout four some more. Ah, fallout four. Well, we can talk about Fallout 4. My a really good buddy of mine had a bunch of gift cards laying around and bought me the Game of the Year edition because it was on for like twenty five bucks. Yep. So, and I I only played the base game. I'd never played any like the Far Harbor or anything like that. So, I was just like slogging through the first part to get leveled up. Where they're like, I have to go to Far Harbor, and I'm like, yeah. And I like the last week <laughs> I've been doing all the Far Harbor stuff because it's so cool. And I like using the the nuke when you fight. I was it four or three. I don't know if I've maybe I haven't played four yet. But there was one where you fire this this gun and it's like a nuclear bomb goes off and everything just kind of goes nuts. Mark, uh, the guy that we game with okay. all the time is trying yeah. to get us on to Fallout seventy six. Just because we can play together, I I played because we it was free for like a weekend or a week yeah. or something. We tried it and it was like yeah. Was, yeah. That was when it was mega glitchy. Yeah, I don't know if it is still, but but uh, I'm gonna make a recommendation right now. State of Decay, fucking awesome. Are you familiar with State of Decay? I think so. I think I might have the first one. What's the premise? I think it's cross-platform too. Uh, so well, there's the new one. It's State of Decay two called the juggernaut edition because they're they're focusing on one of the bad the baddies in the game called the juggernaut and uh it's a mix of grand theft auto 
and and the Sims. Weird. Interesting. Fifth zombies. So you had you had me at zombies. Uh, you know, when we heard there was a zombie game, like, okay, I don't care what it's about. We're going to get it. We're Sylvia and I are kind of zombie obsessed a little bit in this house. We played seventh day for a while there. Seven days together. Seven Seven days uh, to die. That's what it is. Wait. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Me, you, Mark and Sylvia played there for a while. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was cool. That was so much fun. I had so much fun with you guys, and it had been so a little bit the time since we'd really like got to do anything together. And we like we did that for like a week straight, and I was like, "This is freaking awesome!" It's all about Mark. <laughs> <It's> all- <laughs> like, you played well. You played Rock Band with Mark, like that weird like Mark's over playing Rock Band. It was like bizarre, but. I don't know. Mark's our like our go-to video game guy because he's always free at the same time as us. You know, we put the kids down. Sylvia and I, you know, park our asses on our, you know, you know our, our setup. It's got the yeah, two TVs, two Xboxes. It's unsectional. It's hers is downstairs, mine's upstairs. Oh, you got to get a sectional so you're both in the same room. I don't think we've ever done anything together. Oh, we play like Mario Kart and. Oh, yeah, Mario yeah. Party and stuff like yeah. she beats my ass in Mario Party every time. <laughs> She's just so good. I'm going to be honest. Women are far more skilled at those games than men are. It's it's the great multitasking. Yeah. But uh, we have we have like we have every Nintendo system like. We have one of we can play any Nintendo game essentially in this house. Nice. Yeah, the new Switch? Yeah. Uh Elizabeth bought it like February of last year. Is it worth it? She plays Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley for literally hundreds of hours. Like she has so much time put into those. So it's literally the Animal Crossing machine. <laughs> Okay. So we got it just before everyone started locking down. Can I, can I play with the Switch? No. I I can't. Like I've got free like we bought some free games and like we downloaded a couple. Like I really wanted to play Wheel of Fortune on the Switch. Mm. And it's so fun. Wheel of Fortune is a lot of fun. I have it for the Xbox. And it's just like just ridiculous. Like her and I against the computer and we're just screaming at each other and it is so much fun. <laughs> Uh, that's if, if that's you how we game, game you can play together. Uh, there's a game. It's it's up to four players, cooperative on the same console. Uh, I'm not sure if it's multi-platform, but it's called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Okay, it is awesome. So you have this. We, we actually started playing with the kids because the kids, by the way, are turning into video gamers, which is great because we're nerds, but also not great because it's like, can we have the Xbox now? <laughs> But um, it's a four-player cooperative, and you have this big spaceship that's controlled by love, which is, you know, that that's the kid aspect. Yeah. And um, there's four guns on it, so it's like a round ship, and there's like four guns on each side, and it, each one is manned by a different terminal. So you have to go move around inside your ship to go to the terminal to operate that gun. You have a, a, a thruster, and then you have a force field, and the force field moves. So you're jumping from station to station. They do different things on the ship. 
as you're being attacked and stuff. But you have to work together. One person has to control the thruster and where the thruster is on which point of the round circle while the other people are shooting and then you've got a, a shield to block people shooting you like like in star trek you know you get your forward yeah oh, shields so there's a lot of yelling but not fun yelling <laughs> <laughs> well what are you doing <laughs> i want to drive have you ever have you ever tried to cook at the same time as your partner oh we don't like yeah, that's that's what happens when you try and play those games. It's the same thing. Like you're in my way is now I the game. Very don't get in my fucking kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and that's that, how that's how that goes down. Yeah. Oh, so you have the same situation. What about you, Todd? What about because you guys cook a lot of stuff together? Yeah. Well, we. Yeah, we, like especially if we're baking or something, what what she likes to do is kind of get everything all ready, so she'll have all the measuring cups with everything in it. Oh, and, and it'll all be staged. Like, okay, this goes first, this goes second, this goes third. Okay, and then we have it all measured out, and then we have the recipes. Like, okay, well, it's first. Okay, well, we throw this stuff in the bowl, and then we throw the mixer in there, and then we start adding our ingredients, and then we put it all together. And has a pan ready, puts it in, stuff in the oven, and we're we're good good to go. Um. For suppers and stuff, we'll usually try and figure out. Uh, uh, she'll be cutting stuff on the counter. I'll be doing stuff on the stove. It, it's pretty. We, we've got it figured out, actually. We uh, can you teach us? <laughs> I, I, I don't think we've got room for that in our apart. Well, our townhouse kitchen, like it's just not wide enough, and it would be someone would accidentally get a black eye, and it would be me, like. <laughs> that's how that's like how galley, that would end a like, it would just kitchen. be like you're in my zone dude for twosied <laughs> like done so does that so have you guys ever played the video game called overcooked no it's not allowed in the house like no way <laughs> we that's another one we heard the kids it's uh it's up to four players cooperative and you're all in a kitchen and you all have to you have to basically delegate like you're chopping tomatoes you're chopping onions you're cooking, you're serving, you're cleaning dishes, playing with two kids. It's um, imagine you and Elizabeth times no, two. I, I can't. I don't want to. Like, like Walmart, Walmart on a Black Friday. Elbows are up everywhere. <laughs> just, it, I love her too much to do that to her. Like, I know better. <laughs> I'll we, cook. You go sit. <laughs> we play Wheel of Fortune. That's That's our speed there. We can't. We figured this out that we're both so competitive. We can't bring any more competitive board games into the house. Yeah. We have to bring co-op games. Yeah. And every time we play a co-op game together, it's beautiful and it's, it's harmonious. Yeah. And we have so much fun together. But as soon as we're against each other, we step on toes. We're th like hip check in. Like it's, it's bloody. Yeah. We and sometimes we, 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 we just monopoly. <laughs> 